0: Hey, Mama, I want to invite you to something. I am hosting a free anger management boot camp on the podcast, May 13th through the 17th. Monday through Friday, there will be a new episode released teaching you where anger comes from, and what goes on in your brain when you feel intense feelings, how to lower your stress and increase capacity levels as a mom, how to shift your mindset to align your actions with the mom that you want to be, and how to break generational anger patterns. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a day and sign up using the link in the show notes so you can get access to the episodes as soon as they drop and an email summary of the daily trainings, as well as access to a live Q&A call on the last day of the boot camp. Invite one or three of your mama friends so they can learn how to manage their emotions well too. Link to sign up is in the show notes. I can't wait to see you in there. Let's get back into this podcast episode.
1: If you're a stressed mama who wants to stop losing your cool on your family, this is for you. What if you knew exactly how to stay calm when you felt overwhelmed? You had the ability to reduce daily stress and find inner peace whenever you wanted to. You were able to have more peace and calm within your household. Your family would describe you as happy and calm mama. You brought calm and grounded energy into your home. Imagine if you were able to avoid exploding at your family. You could create daily alone time to feel restored and grounded. You could easily communicate your feelings and needs without guilt. You could stay calm without yelling when your family and kids are acting out of line. You could go to bed without feeling mom guilt and the pressure of motherhood. Hey mama, I'm Elizabeth and I'm a stress coach for moms. I help you, stressed mama, manage your emotions so you can stop being snappy and respond with patience and calm. If you're struggling with yelling at your kids, easily losing it, constantly overwhelmed and chronic stress, then it's safe to say you need a stress coach. You don't need to go to bed with feeling the weight On your shoulders. I'm a DM away from helping you become the mom you want to be. I have a few spots open. What is peace and support worth to you? In the show notes, there's a link to book a discovery call to see if we are the right fit for one another. I can't wait to support you, Mama, and change your family's legacy. Hey, Mama, today I'll be talking with Ashley. Ashley is a certified accountability health coach. And she is the founder of Better Health by Accountability. And she coaches people all over the world and believes that daily accountability and support are the key to reaching your health goals and wellness goals. So, today we'll be talking about all the ways that you can support yourself on your health journey, how to make yourself be more successful how to prioritize your physical well-being as a mom of four or less, you know, less kiddos, and how you can achieve that healthy lifestyle and the benefits of it and how it radiates into the rest of the family. So enjoy this episode. Hi, Ashley. Thank you for being here. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Ashley, what is your favorite thing this month? Something you've been enjoying or loving?
2: I would say playing games with the kids, like different card games and board games. On Black Friday, I got on that and I (laughs) ordered a bunch of them because that's one thing that I actually enjoy doing with them versus like playing Barbies or things like that. So we've been having a lot of fun and oh, puzzles too. We did a 550 piece puzzle, which I like have never, I don't think completed in my life. So that's been fun just hanging out.
1: Yeah, I honestly don't like necessarily, I agree with you. I don't like to like actual like play actual like you know, f- might have boys. So like in the fort or something like that, but yeah.
2: I do like board games, something that's simple and easy, <laughs> not super complicated. And doesn't take too long. Like we have Peppa Pig Monopoly and that only takes about like 10 minutes versus like the real Monopoly game.
1: Yeah, my <laughs> 80 year old, my eight year old boy, he's like, let's play, you know, the Monopoly. And it it does take a long time. I'm like, okay, we have a limit here, 15 minutes. Let's set a timer. I'll play with you for 15 minutes. <laughs> yep,
2: then on to the next
1: right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So share with us a little bit about your story. How did you get where you are today? I know I kind of read a little bit through your bio and you said that you used to hate your own body. So let's talk a little bit about that and like share where you are today. Yeah.
2: So my story kind of starts back to when I was even six years old. We were um, going to do this Nutcracker play in kindergarten, and the girls had to wear tights and a leotard. And I remember even at that age comparing myself to the other girls around me. Um, I was bigger. I was definitely like a chubby girl. My mom likes to look back and say, "You know, you were like ninety percent for height and weight and whatever." But um, I think I did even back then um, have an emotional eating issue, like, and it can start so early. Right. And so I just never really liked my body for years, which makes me so sad looking back, even talking about it, but it's like, I was even through my teen years, I started like doing different dieting things. I think I started slim fast at even age 13. Right. And so I would have like my slim fast in the morning my slim fast for lunch. I'm taking it to school with me. And then I had no concept of what like good nutrition even was. So then I'd be like, okay, well, for my dinner, I'm gonna have like four slices of pizza, right? Like <laughs> it just didn't make sense. So I just struggled. I, I was a dancer, and that's something that I've always loved doing. But again, even with that, especially someone like my ballerina friends, and um, you know, just you're in these like little costumes and stuff. I was always the bigger one. And so my whole life was, has really just been about trying to be a certain weight or have a certain body that I eventually in my twenties gave up. Right. It was like, you know what, this is just who I am. This is how I am. This is how I eat. And so I would gradually was gaining more and more weight. And then at my wedding, I remember getting down to a certain weight that I thought I should have been happy with. But I realized that this was more of like an internal thing than anything and um self-esteem. And it just I remember even looking back at those pictures, feeling like I knew I was beautiful. But since I hadn't gotten down to like that certain weight that I wanted, I was just disappointed in myself. So fast forward to getting pregnant with my first, I gained 50 pounds, which is a lot. Um, I had to like lose it again by dieting after that. And I didn't lose it all the way. Then I got pregnant again. I gained, I think that time I was trying to be better, but I gained like 45 pounds with her. And it was in that moment after like that two week postpartum, I don't know what's going on phase that I was just done. I was done with feeling bad about myself, feeling shame, feeling guilty about what I had the night before. So I started telling friends about it because I have that personality where I think that I kind of come off that everything's fine. And I had never really been vulnerable to my friends about how I felt about myself and my body and my weight. And they had no idea that when we went out to dinner, I was like comparing what they were eating to what I was eating, you know, like, how are they not finishing that whole burger? You know, like and I'm over here finishing the whole thing, eating all the fries. Um, and so I started asking questions. I started following along with what one of my friends were doing. I started jogging, I started learning about nutrition. And so for the first time in my life, I felt like I was actually living a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I got down to the weight range that I wanted. I was lifting weights. I ran a 10K for the first time. And I was so happy. It was, it was as if I had like just arrived, right. That I had hated my body for so long. And now here I was finally feeling it properly. And I was feeling good. I was feeling confident. I liked what, what I was wearing. I didn't have to go in my closet and be like, Oh my God, no, these jeans don't fit. No, this shirt looks dumb. Like I could literally put on anything in there because I felt good about myself. Um, so then we decided to have a third child I had to really convince my husband on that one. (laughs) And so after having the baby, and again, I didn't gain as much weight, but I gained about 30, 35 pounds. I knew exactly what I had to do to get down to back where I wanted to be again. But for some reason, it was just like getting started. It was getting the motivation. It was the consistency. And so like Monday kept coming around again. I was like, oh, come on, Ashley. Like, you know what to do. You know what you need to do. So I decided to put my um, process, put my weight loss process on Instagram, (laughs) like every normal person would do. But I was (laughs) like, you know what, I'm just going to be really vulnerable about this. And I'm going to, I'm going to be consistent because people are going to be watching me. So I'm going to feel like I'm held accountable. And so slowly, but surely I was losing weight every week. I would weigh in on Wednesdays. I would tell them what I was doing, what I was eating, what my workouts were, And people kept asking me like, well, what program are you doing? And like, what are you eating or what's in that meal and stuff like that? And so I started just like sharing my whole adventure to people and slowly, but surely it ended up to where I started coaching women. In the beginning, I started doing it for free. And then I was like, my friend was like, you should totally charge for this. Like, this is a lot of work for you. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I should." (laughs) But that was never my intention. Like I was a tax accountant for 12 years. Um, we had moved from California to Texas. I was a stay at home mom. Like my intention was not to create this business around weight loss, healthy lifestyle, wellness and stuff like that. But I realized that I took my pain and my heartache and now I get to share that with other women and men too. And accountability has always really been the missing piece. Yes. You need the knowledge, but you actually need to do it and you need to do it consistently to have the results. And it's so much more than just going through the steps as well. Like it's a mindset thing. Like that's where emotional eating comes in. That's where a binge eating comes in. Um, and I just realized that moms, especially and working professionals, right. It's like the, the busier we get, the more responsibilities that we have the easier it is to put your health on the back end. And so that's where I come in to really help you get it back up to the top of your priority list. Okay, that's my my long story.
1: (laughs) Yes, thank you so much for sharing. That is like, it's beautiful. That's great. And like, it kind of goes into a question. So I am a mom of four and I work from home. I find it hard to prioritize my physical wellness. It's not that I don't want to. I just don't enjoy exercising. I feel great afterwards. I just don't enjoy exercising. And then also um cooking healthy meals feels like it takes more time, mm-hmm. right? Um and so in like a lot of times in general, we eat pretty good. Like I have smoothies twice a week with the kids in the mornings and stuff like that. I make everything from scratch like soups and stuff at home. So, but I dread cooking. I Absolutely hate it. I'm like, if somebody could take one thing off my plate, it is literally cooking. Mm-hmm. Like I'll do the housework and all the rest of stuff, but like not cooking takes forever. The cleanup is like just too much. Anyways. Yeah. So I like when it comes to exercising, I like to take walks and stretching. That's about it. I don't like to actually like exercise, but I do like how I feel afterwards. Cause like I used to have a gym membership in Minnesota lifetime, and it's an expensive gym membership. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of like forced me to exercise. I'm like, I'm not going to just pay and not like use the membership. So it kind of forced me to work out. And I remember I felt great when I did, like, I felt amazing. Like my energy levels were, you know, good. I felt really confident. Right. So like, I think a lot of moms just like me, it's not that they don't have the time. They just choose to spend their time mm-hmm. doing something else. So for me, like I work on my business and then I'm being a mom, right. A wife. And then I feel like uh, a chunk of my free time, I end up just scrolling on my phone. Yeah. Like that that's realistically, like, cause like I, re- okay. So there's this, um, podcaster that a mindset coach, and she says, your time is your most valuable asset. And she was saying this, I was listening to an episode like a couple of weeks ago. And now every time I go to my phone and I start scrolling, I hear that voice inside of me. Your time is your most valuable asset. I'm like, crap, I need to get off Instagram. I need to get off TikTok. Okay. So what would you say to like a mom like me who like has a hard time Prioritizing physical wellness, mm-hmm. I it, know it's a mindset shift, right? Like it's all in your mind. You have to like become that type of person and be that person, right? Like uh, maybe even visualize that person. Like how would she act? What decisions would she make, mm-hmm. right? And so, like for me, I do have the time. I'm just choosing not to put my energy into it. Yeah. Like how do we shift that? Like. See it as an a, such an important part of our life and the yeah. benefits of it. Like, let's speak to that a little bit.
2: Yeah, I mean, everything you described to so many women that I talk to. I think a lot of us think that it needs to be all or nothing. We need to be going all in. We need to be working out five to six times a week, and then I would be considered somebody who works out. I'd be considered a fit person, right? And so I try to take the overwhelm and make it into small, um, maintainable, sustainable steps, right? Like, so for you, that might not mean that you're going to get in a 45-minute strength video that day. That might mean that you are going to go for a walk, you're going to do a little bit of stretching, and you're going to do a 10-minute upper body video so that it doesn't feel like it's so much. Because again, yeah, you're busy. You have all of your kid things to do. You have the house things to do. You have your work things to do. These other healthy things need to get done, and they need to be on your list as well. But we they, we need to make them easy. And if they're not easy, you're not going to do them. So meals, right? Like the recipes that I send to my clients, like and the <clears throat> I send them ways to make their plate with like protein, veggies, carbs, things like that. It has to be simple. The recipes mm-hmm. have to be simple. Um, and a, and a lot of times they don't even follow a recipe. For example, like. I'll get these black bean burgers at Costco, right? Like super easy. They're healthy. They have protein in them. I'll do that. I'll throw a bag of quinoa rice mix, 90 seconds. I'll throw that in the microwave. And then I'll throw either some broccoli in the air fryer, or I'll put it in the steamer in the microwave, sprinkle some salt and pepper on it. And I've literally spent maybe 10 minutes making this meal and is it the healthiest meal on the planet not necessarily but it's healthy ish enough is and that's what i try to train my clients it's like it's what you do most of the time that matters and mm-hmm. it's funny what you were saying about um the gym and that's where the accountability and the investing in a health coach comes in too because it's like if you have skin in the game then you're going to do it. You felt accountable to going to that gym because you were paying a bunch of money. Now you're not. And so you're like, all right, well, a walk sounds great. You Yes. Know? And
1: that's the same stuff <laughs> I teach with my clients. They're like, why does it you know, cost so much? I'm like, because then you're invested. Yeah. I have a ton of free stuff. Are you implementing it? Probably not. Right. right. YouTube videos are free. Are we watching them and doing the exercises? Usually not. Right. Right. It's like when we are invested, if you're paying a, you know, a personal coach, you know, you are going to personal fitness coach, right? You're going to show up because they cost you a hundred, $150, whatever session because you're invested. You're like, I'm Mm -hmm. not going to waste this. I'm not going to make it go two ways. So like, okay. So let's talk about the more about the accountability piece. Cause I know that you believe that achieving a healthy lifestyle alone is extremely hard. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we don't stick with it. Mm -hmm. Like, why is it like that? And like, how can
2: we create that accountability? Right. So for me personally, and I've always done like pretty well in school and stuff, it's like when I have deadlines or I have things to me or when I have to turn things in or I'm having to tell somebody about something, my personality style thrives on accountability. And so the way that my coaching works is you are going to send pictures of what you're eating throughout the day. And so again, that's going to make you think about it. It's going to make you pause. It's going to make you mindful. You're going to have to take in the things that you've learned as far as like how much protein you need. And you're not going to be weighing all your food and tracking all your calories and stuff, but we're trying to put it together like somewhat of a pretty plate, right? So that when you text your coach, you feel good about what you're putting in your body. Now, are you going to text your coach the handful of fishy crackers that you have or the Six Reese's peanut butter cups that you grabbed because you hadn't eaten lunch yet, you know, and you're busy at work. Probably not because you, again, people sign up for this and eventually, at first, I think that they're trying to impress their coach. (laughs) They quickly realize I'm actually trying to impress myself. And so we're trying to instill these habits so that when you're not working with a coach anymore, you know what you need to do to make it so that your blood sugar is not dropping to make it so that you're not going to go overboard on your portions. You know, you're not going to go into that meal starving because if you do that, you're probably not going to make the best choices that you would if you had a proper snack in the afternoon. And so we're going to plan your workouts for you. We're going to make sure that you get them done. It's going to be totally personalized to your schedule. And if you're, if you find yourself like making excuses, you know, which a lot of times in the beginning we do, it's like, okay. Okay. I know you have to do this. I know you have to do this. And I know that you have this going on. We all have really hard things going on in our life, right? But do you want to feel good? And Mm. do you really want to lose this weight? If that's the goal, sometimes it's just to be toned and stronger, but a lot of our women do want to lose weight. Well, if you want to, you need to do it consistently. And what I've found is that so many people start this new diet And because it is usually somewhat restricted and, you know, they're trying to be good for so many days in a row, it doesn't stick. And so my goal is to make sure that you are not restricting and that you are practicing mindfulness and still allowing yourself to like participate in that birthday party and have a piece of cake or go out to dinner and have a glass of wine with your girlfriend so that it doesn't feel hard, that this is something that you can stick to. And you can't just be good Monday through Thursday and totally blow it. I mean, you just can't. And especially as we're getting older, I work with a lot of women in their 30s, 40s, 50s. You have to stick with it if you want to continue seeing results. It's not just something that you sign on for like Whole30. Okay, cool. A lot of people are going to do that right now in January, and they're going to lose 15 pounds or whatever it is. But then what about when you're not doing Whole30 anymore? And so Mm -hmm. that's why I don't believe in doing a strict diet to cutting out carbs, cutting out sugar completely. It's got to be well-balanced and it's got to be something that feels good so that you'll stick with it for a lifetime. And that's what we work on getting for you. And then we hold you accountable to actually do it because a lot of times we say like, all right, this year I want to read 10 books. And you're like, okay, cool. Well, okay. Let's break that down into little steps. When are you going to read? Are you going to read 10 pages at bedtime? You know what I mean? Like that seems like an awesome goal. All right. I want to lose 50 pounds this year. Okay. Well, that's one that's going to feel very overwhelming in the beginning. So how are we going to lose the first two pounds? Let's look at Mm -hmm. that. What are we going to do differently this week? Do we need to add some more vegetables into your diet? Do we need to have you drinking more water and less coffee? I can't tell you how many people I talk to on the phone for the first time. And I say, so how much water have you had today? And they're like, well, I think I might've had a sip, but it's two o'clock and I'm pretty sure I had three cups of coffee. Right. And so we are going to make sure that you're just sticking to what you say that you want to do. And that's why I believe our clients are so successful because they're having to check in continuously. Um, and we are creatures that need community. We need people around us. And when we have a goal, I think that you need to be vulnerable and open and say it out loud and write down your goals in your journal and stuff and actually take action. And so yes. that's what we helps you do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so is that why so many people fail because they feel like it's an all or nothing mm-hmm. mentality? So. And so when they make a mistake, when they have a hard day, and you know. They don't have accountability. They try to do it on their own, and the mentality is all or nothing. And so, then if they mess up a little bit, they're like, "Oh, it's just not even worth it," and they give up. Is that the biggest reason why people fail at the whole, um, yeah, like lifestyle change or healthy fitness
2: journey? I believe that that is a big part of it. I think that people don't necessarily take into consideration also us women. We have like our hormones and stuff, so. Again, you could have tried really hard to be Mm -hmm. good for a week, right? And let's say it's like you're in the middle of your cycle. Like people don't realize, like usually we do retain water, like even during like ovulation window or something, right? Like you could be three pounds up from that. That doesn't mean that you didn't have a good week and you need to be patient and you need to be consistent and your body is going to respond to that. But a lot of times we just step on the scale and go, it's not working. I'm not going to do it. Or they have nobody that they're able to talk to about how they're feeling, right? And so like these these people that I deal with who have a lot of like the emotional eating and the binge eating, right? It's like they do good all day. And then at night, it's like, it's a free for all, right? Or they've done really good. And then they didn't actually eat enough protein or enough at lunch. And so the afternoon, they're like, all right, shit, team, whatever it is that I can get a hand on. It's like, <laughs> they feel like they failed. And then there's shame. And then there's guilt. And then they're telling themselves that they can't do this. And so they just don't do it, you know? And so that's what I find is that it is. It's like, they have to be so good all the time, or let's just not be good at all. (laughs) See how that works for us. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I try to teach you that it's like, okay, maybe you had a day that wasn't like your best ever, but we're not just going to get back on track and start again. It's just, it's a reset. Right. It's like, like my kids play volleyball and the the guy's always like, all right, reset. Right. It's like, if you missed a ball, you're not just going to be like, I'm done. I'm not playing this game. I'm terrible at volleyball. No, just get set up and let's get the next one that comes. Let's make the next meal a good one right? Mm -hmm. and So you don't, you're just not stopping and starting and stopping and starting. This is consistent. There are going to be days when you eat more or, you know, something that you didn't want to do, right? There's going to be days when you skip your workout, but does that that mean that you're not going to work out for the rest of the week? No, we're going to figure out how we can get that skipped one in and we're going to make sure that it's not too much so that this is something that you can continue doing.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about um, how nutrition and fitness affects our mental health and like productivity, because I think like, let's look at the benefits because we're like, Oh, well, we know it's important. You know, it's good to work out, you know, you have more energy or whatever, but like practically speaking, because I know that emotional, wellness is also affected by how you feel mentally, because if you have negative thoughts, you're going to have negative feelings, right? Mm -hmm. And then it shows up and projects on the rest of like family and people around you. And so mental health is super important, but it's all connected, physical, mental, and emotional. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I know that oftentimes it does start with physical, right? Like if you're eating junk all the time, right? You're going to feel gross and like Mm -hmm. mentally, blah and you know not confident or whatever so how does nutrition and fitness affect our mental well-being
2: and like being productive mm-hmm. yeah when we're not eating well like if if you're not eating good most of the time you probably don't even realize that you have this fog right mm-hmm. and your mental clarity is not as good and anxiety i mean i know i've struggled with anxiety my whole life and ever since I've been eating better and I've made exercise like a true priority. My anxiety is so much better. I'm able to think more clearly. I'm able to be a little bit more patient, you know, with my family and with my kids. And we need to take breaks. Like in our society, it's just such hustle, hustle, hustle. Like what more can I do to fit in the day? And I really like you to prioritize rest as well. Like, what feels good to you and what fuels you up? And again, you said, I think you said mental, physical, and what was the other one that you said? Emotional, and something like that. But I was even thinking spiritually, right? No, that doesn't, it doesn't matter what you believe, but like, what fuels your soul up? You need a little bit of that. Now, Everybody's, I know a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I have no time for that. Like, what am I gonna do? Right. And it's like, no, what's gonna make you feel good for like 10 minutes? If you love music, make sure that you're prioritizing listening to music. And maybe you can move to it. You could get some more steps in. <laughs> Things like that, right? But I know that when I was eating bad, then I would feel bad about myself. I would feel bad when I was trying to pick out what to wear that day. And then I would just be more like angrier, honestly. Mm -hmm. And it, because it goes full circle to how you're treating yourself and how you're also treating other people, you know, um, we need to treat ourselves. Like we have to be a friend to ourselves too. Um, I know a lot of moms that will like, if they make sure that their kids are all taken care of, right. It's like, if you were going to go, let's say on a three hour road trip and you had some errands or whatever it was that you were doing, you're and you're taking your four kids along with you. You're not gonna forget like their bottle and their snacks and their waters because what are they gonna do? They're gonna have complete meltdowns and they're gonna lose themselves, right? But sometimes us moms or us women, it's like we didn't fill up our water and take it. We didn't make sure that we had a snack. And then you find yourself, your blood sugar has dropped, and you find yourself in the Taco Bell or McDonald's drive-thru, right? It's like we need to take care of ourselves like we would like our children too. And, um, cause we are like, our bodies are important. Our minds are important. And I mean, I know I personally don't want to be one of those old ladies that can barely walk across the street, overweight and my knees. And you know what I mean? Like I want to feel physically fit and be able to keep up after like whatever grandkids I get and be able to sit on the floor and get up. Like what you do today matters it, mm-hmm. Like, and it doesn't have to be all or nothing, like just little steps, you know, um, adding, adding in instead of taking out. And I think most people, when they start on a health journey, they're like taking everything out to where it's not, it's not fun. And it's not something that they can stick with
1: Mm long-term
2: and then they go, okay, cool. I lost 20 pounds. Okay. Well now what, you know, (laughs) And it's like, okay, well, yeah, no wonder why you're not going to be able to stick with that because you you haven't had dessert in like three weeks, right? Like dessert's fun. And I believe God created all different kinds of foods for us to have, but we have to really learn to have them in moderation and not go overboard with, with everything. And I think America as a whole, we're all, a lot of us are overweight. I think it's like 60 or 65% now because we have a plethora of a million different choices and restaurants and food and here eat more, more, more. And a lot of us aren't looking at the ingredients and in things. And we're just not being mindful because the commercial can look so wonderful and tell you that this cereal is so nutritious because of what it says on the box. But in reality, we have no idea what's even going into our body. And I think it's important that we wake up and and really look at some of that stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're so right. And like speaking, I'm a believer, I'm a Christian. So, like, even speaking on that, like, God said that our body is our temple and we do need to take care of it. And like, you do have one body, you do have one life. And like, I know, like, with my mamas, when I work with them, I'm like, what is your why? Why do you want to prioritize, you know, your wellness, your emotional, and mental wellness? Because it matters. Like, you matter. It's not that your kids don't matter and you matter more It's that you matter too. Mm-hmm. And like, the better you feel, the better you can take care of your family. So I have one last question for you. What does your week look like? Um, as a mom of three, and like having fitness and, you know, and a healthy lifestyle, like being part of the way that you live? So, like, give us, like, a two-minute thing. Like, how does your, like, week look like, or days even? Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I think um, what a lot of people fail to do is plan for things, right? And so, in the beginning of each day, I always run through, okay, like, what are we going to, like, what's our schedule like to begin with in the evening? And, like, how is dinner going to get set into that? And so, tonight, for example, like, we have a lot of moving parts. So, I'm just going to put together, like, a chili. I have. Turkey meat in the crock pot. I'm going to put some beans and tomatoes, and um, we'll probably have some green beans on the side. But so that way it's prepared and it's ready. And we're not necessarily going to sit down as a family tonight, but everybody can kind of get it when they need it. Right. And so planning for that is key and making sure that I'm going to get my workout in. So for the day before, it's like today is crazy. I have a bunch of clients that are starting, like for the new year, their kids went back to school. And so I wasn't able to do a workout this morning because I'm not the girl. And I know this about myself. I'm not the 5 a.m. girl. I'm not going to get up and do it then. So I'm going to do actually like more of an afternoon workout around 4 o'clock. Um, and I just I'm going to do my own thing. Like I have, a, I have a bunch of YouTube people that I follow and stuff like that. So I'm just going to make sure that I get those 30 minutes in. But I do hold myself accountable by also telling friends like, all right, I'm going to do this at four o'clock. So make sure that you hold me accountable to that. Right. But as far as the day to day, I mean, I have clients that I'm texting continuously throughout the day. I have emails that are coming through with newer inquiries. I'm getting on phone calls. I'm doing podcasts. And so I have to make sure that I'm not overloading my schedule to where I feel overwhelmed and overburdened to where I can't take care of myself to where I'm not able to drink my water. Like before I got on this podcast, I had a call before this and it's like, all right, I'm just gonna chug like eight ounces, whatever that is, because otherwise I'm not gonna hit my water goal for the day. Um, And I'm gonna go for a walk in a little bit to make sure that my thing is not dinging at me and saying, all right, you need to stand up. You know what I mean? Cause I know that I need sunshine. I know that that fuels me up. I know that that fuels me up. And so while the day, the days can be crazy, Right. There's a lot of things to do. I'm making sure that I'm taking little bits and pieces out for myself. I'm making sure that I'm getting up because I have a to do list the size of, you know, whatever that I could keep doing for my business. But no, I'm going to get up and I'm going to make my turkey wrap with my veggies and my hummus. And I'm going to take some time to do that because I, I matter and because I'll feel better if I do it. If I don't and if I skip, then yeah, I'm probably going to get into some things in the pantry that I didn't necessarily (laughs) need to have. So
1: that's kind of a look into my life. Thank you. Thank you. What is one thing that you want our audience to walk away with today?
2: I don't want you to think that you have to wait until a certain time to start working on your health. Because mm-hmm. I can promise you, you're never going to have like three full months to yourself or nothing's going on or nothing bad happens or not, or you know, you're not in an argument with somebody or you know, somebody's in the hospital or things like that. Like there are always going to be things that are going on that are hard. And so that's why I don't want you to wait until, all right, schedule's clear, you know, kids are back in school, whatever. No, you can start today. You can start by eating a piece of fruit with your snack that maybe you wouldn't have done before. You can start by filling up your water bottle and putting it next to you. You can start by saying, you know what, I might not get 10,000 steps today, but I'm going to shoot for five, you know, and just take little steps and see how that feels. And once you're doing that consistently for a while, then you can add in something else, but don't feel like you have to like throw everything out in the pantry and start fresh because that's not, it's not practical and you're not going to stick to it. That
1: is really good advice. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time. Hi friend, I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. I'm so glad that you are here. If you're enjoying this show, guess what? You can actually support me in the show notes. If you scroll all the way down, there is a button that's labeled support. And if you click on it, you can choose to support the show starting from $3 a month to $10 a month. I would love if you become a monthly subscriber and supporter of the show. And as a thank you, when you support the show, I will email you a peaceful and calm morning meditation that I am pulling out from one of my courses, my Emotionally Healthy Mom course. And I also have it in my one on one coaching program. So you get to get that gift if you choose to support the show. Anyways, Thank you so much for being here and until next time. Hi friend, did you learn something new or found value in this episode? If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with one Christian mama friend who has young kiddos and could benefit from this message? Word of mouth is the best way to spread the word and grow this podcast. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, would you please rate and review on Apple Podcasts? So I know that this content is helpful and I can continue to create more episodes. This is really the only way for me to know that you are blessed by this podcast. I'll see you soon, my friend. God bless you.